Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Join us each week as Brett interviews extraordinary and amazing people. At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits, and you never know who will drop by. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Monday to you. Thanks for dropping in and choosing to listen to this week's episode of the Open Mic Podcast. It's Brett Allen coming at you live from the Bay Area studios. And we have another fantastic guest this week, Laura Freecon. She is an influencer. She is a costume designer. She is a fashion designer. She does a lot of different things, and she has a fantastic message about all of that. And I'm excited for you to check out this episode. This one is from the archives. We recorded this last fall, and we are cranking those out. We have some other interviews lined up that will be new. Going to be heading into Oakland to Studio to B and recording some interviews there. I'm super excited about it. We've got some new folks coming your way here very soon. And it was a great weekend. I hope you had a good one as well. I know I did. It's always fun hanging out with my son. And some good news, they are moving back to the locale. They'll be back in mid-April, so I'm stoked about that. And uh, my little guy was a little under the weather this week, unfortunately, but when you're in preschool and you're around a million germs and you're putting your hands and your fingers in places where they're not supposed to be, there is a good chance that you're going to catch something. Thank goodness, though, it's not the coronavirus. Um, ugh, how nasty, nasty. Um, just a couple housekeeping things. Thanks for listening and being a part of the show. It means a lot. And we here at the Open Mic Podcast just strive to provide you fantastic content, some takeaways that you can have, and uh, we want to just bring you the very best in what we have. Again, Laura Freecon is my guest today. I'm excited for you to check out this interview. She was a lot of fun. Laura, welcome into the podcast. It is good to have you here today. Thanks so much, Brett. I'm excited to be here. Well, as I mentioned in our intro, we're talking to Laura Freecon, and she is a designer. She's a, I guess, I wouldn't say... Would influencer be the correct term or you're a designer? You do a lot of different things. I know what you do, but I mean, you do everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have enough Instagram followers to be an influencer, but <laughs> I like to say that I like to help influence people. <laughs> yes. And you, you do a lot of things. You have a design company that you just started that we're going to talk about here in a minute. But I want to talk about what it is that you're doing now. You are a costume designer for the film and television industry, and I think you're working on a project now. I don't know if you're able to talk about it too much, but kind of just give some people context as to what that is and how you help. We were talking off tape just so people know about this, and we have some funny stories that we shared, but a little bit about what you do and how you help a production move along and and make sure that everybody is wearing the right thing that they're supposed to wear. Yeah. So I am a costume designer and a wardrobe stylist. Um, I basically, my job is to create through the, through the care, help the, the actor create their character through clothing. And so whether it's um, getting the proper fit for a 1960s period show or, you know, making, a contemporary show with like interesting actor, interesting characters who have 
come from weird walks of life, bring that out in their, through their clothing. I just help to, my job is to help to tell the story through the clothing. Now, when somebody comes to you and they're, let's say they're making a, a Western film or whatever, just as an example, what is your process as far as how do you decide who's going to wear what, what is accurate, what's not accurate? Like, what is that whole process all about? How do you come to that place? Sure. So for me, the first thing is I get the script. I read the script probably first, first read. I don't do anything. I just read it. Then the second time I read it, I start taking notes. I'm just like listing the main cast and what's happening to them in the scene. And then I obviously I start doing my research. Research is one of the most important parts of my job. Um, because with every, you know, whether it's a Western or a space movie or, um, you know, a movie set in the 40s, the research is so important, not just like what they were wearing, but what kind of jobs they were doing then and where they're like their socioeconomic status and what's going on in their personal lives and all that stuff. It's really important to start researching. After that, I come up with a bunch of boards and concepts ideas. We meet with the director, we have a production meeting, meet with, you know, the in the production meeting, you have your sets, your um, makeup, your hair, your costumes, like all the, the visual elements. We meet, we kind of talk all, all of our ideas, go back to the drawing board. And then the next step is starting to pull together all the clothes, have costume fittings. The fitting process is really, really important, especially with your main cast, because you know, you can pull five racks of clothes and then the actor gets in there and that's really where the magic starts to happen. You know, they start walking around in the clothes, they start to get the feel of how their character is going to move and behave. And, um, <clears throat> you know, we do sometimes two, three, four fittings with the cast. Sometimes, you know, if it's a really big actor who only flies into town for that weekend, we only might get one fitting. But whatever it is, we do these fittings and then we present them to the directors and the producers and they come back with what they like or what they don't like. And, you know, and then we tweak it and keep going. And then we do alterations. We get it to the agers and the dyers because, you know, sometimes, especially like in a Western, all that stuff has to be really broken down and, be, you know, made to look real. And then, um, you know, then it's, another quick checks it and then it's showtime. <laughs> so it's quite a process from start to finish and several stops in between, I can imagine. Yes. Yes. That was, that was like the overall. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into fashion and costume design? Because I think that it's a very interesting career choice. I, I, I don't know much about that world, but I find it very intriguing because I feel like that anybody who does this just has this natural ability or talent or eye for things. Even some of the people that we might know in common who are in fashion, who style people, like how did this all begin for you? Sure. So for me, I grew up in a family of a lot of creatives and performers my dad is a jazz musician. My grandmother was an opera singer, an actress, model. Um, my uncle was an act was an actor, is now a writer. Um, and I was always, since the age of three, either like dancing, playing the piano, being in musicals, 
So for me, it was a natural progression. Um, and then I was, uh, you know, doing a lot of acting as a young person um, in the theater. I'm from the East Coast, so it was a lot more theater. Um, and then when I was about 15, my uncle, the actor, he had a girlfriend who was a pretty well-known costume designer at the time. And she, I met her and I just was like, wow, what you, I never even thought about that. That's so interesting what you do. And then I got the bug to start doing the behind the scenes. So the next play that I was cast in, I said, you know, I'd really like to also help with the costumes. And for a while, I did both acting and costume design. In fact, in college, I would act in a play and then design a play and then act in a play. So I, I really, you know, for a long time did both. And then, um, you know, it came time to, I had to really kind of, you know, you can't do both and be sure. really great at both. So that's when I decided to really focus on design. And I was living in New York, going to grad school. And I worked my way up. I, you know, I first couple plays were the worst, like tiny little black box theaters, you know, for no money. I would like do them, you know, they'd be like, the stipend is $50 for the entire production and you have zero costume budget. I was like, sign me up. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So I could, yeah, just so I could do it. Um, And then I ended up getting, you know, just working my way up, got a couple off Broadway shows. And ended up getting um, a, a Broadway show, and then I somehow I don't even remember how I enter. I oh I know I I got a PBS kids series where oddly enough I was acting in it, and I did have the chance to design the costumes, and then that took me to LA where I really just jumped into film and TV. So oh wow um, yeah, so a lot of working my way up. I taught yoga and you know, as a personal trainer to keep, keep it going. And uh, then, yeah, when I got to LA, I bugged that costume designer, the, my, I, she's seriously the reason I'm in this industry. Um, I called her up and I was like, Hey, you know, I moved to LA. She's no longer with my uncle. Um, and I was, and I stopped, I basically stopped her <laughs> and I would send her my portfolio and my resume. And then finally one day she called me and she said, I think I, I'd like to bring you on as my assistant designer. And, um, you know, and that's how that happened. And she gave me my first big movie. Wow. So it's just kind of grown from there to there to where you're at now working on major motion pictures. You mentioned something about theater, and I want to dig into that a little bit. What are some of the differences between that world and the film world that you're currently in? Are they the same? Are they different? How how does that all work out for you? There. In terms of design, they're very, oh, okay. So the concept is the same when you get started with the reading of the script and the doing the characters and the breaking down and everything. In theater, a lot of, most, a lot more of the costumes are built because, you know, they're doing these big, huge period shows or the actors need to be able to move and dance and sing. And, you know, they have to have like it might look like a pair of jeans, but it's got to have a gusset because the actor may like jump in and do a split or whatever. Mm-hmm. The main difference with theater is when it's opening night, my job is done, you know, and then it's up to the wardrobe crew to keep the show going. But once that curtain opens on opening night, I'm done. There's no more design to it. It's just, that's it. With movies, you're going 
all the way up until the end. And then you don't see that finished product until the movie comes out or the okay. TV show comes out. And with theater on opening night, it's that's it for us. Um, so that's the biggest difference. And just, you know, we don't really have quick changes in film and TV, but you do, unless it's a live action, you know, if okay. it's a live action okay. show. Um, but theater, you know, so much of that stuff behind the curtain is your wardrobe crew is, I mean, wardrobe crew is essential in both, mm-hmm. but it's just a different type of, you know, working. Cause like you have to have a team on, on like the side when the actor runs off the stage, sometimes the change is so quick. They're like ripping their clothes off and throwing on the next outfit. And it's up to the wardrobe crew to make sure they, you know, come out looking completely presentable and, and perfect. Um, it's that's a little different with film because you know you have cuts and then you know you can have time for adjustments and things like that yeah i think i was watching something behind the scenes i think it was frozen the show that's at california adventure there in california and they were showing costume changes uh for one of the characters and the the costumes look so amazing and so elegant but literally it appeared like they were almost made they were super thin, like they just rip things off, put things on. And, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, there was like, no, it's crazy or Phantom of the Opera. I don't know, something like that. But I find it so interesting because there's just so many cool things that uh, go along with what it is that you do. And it just seems like a lot of fun. Now, have there been situations that you've been in where, you know, it's been, are, is it just, super stressful all the time or do you have a chance to relax and enjoy it a little bit or, or how do you deal with all the pressure and the intensity that comes along with what you're doing? Cause I can imagine it's extremely high pressure. I just came from a yoga class. That's my answer. I mean, it is so <laughs> stressful. The hours are insane. I, I mean, even in prep, I'm, I just started a movie this week. I'm so excited about it. But even in prep, we're doing 14 to 15 hour days. And that's just what it is. There's no, oh, well, maybe today it's an eight hour day. Nope. It's a 14, minimum of a 12, 14, sometimes 16 hour days. You just have to know it. You know that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You better buckle down. Um, I love what I do or else I wouldn't be able to do it because you can't, it's like being a doctor. You can't be a doctor if you're not completely passionate about it because no, <laughs> you know, you're like not sleeping for days at a time. And you know, the intensity is so much with us. It's funny because sometimes in the most stressful situations, I have to take a breath. I remind myself, this is not brain surgery. We're put, you know, we are making, we're making entertainment for people, but there's also so much money and money at stake for these productions and just time constraints. And you really, you want to please everybody. And so, and you want to make sure that what you're doing is perfect. Um, so that kind of pressure is, is a lot, but the hours, it's the hours and the, the perfectionism. I think that's the most stressful. And you don't want to be the one that causes production to stop because exactly then you are <laughs> you become an enemy of the state so to speak because nobody <laughs> wants to deal with you and mm-hmm. it's funny because i i we mentioned off tape that i have a, a background in film and television 
And I remember even just some professional actors, I, I won't mention names, but even just like remembering lines, they had a hard time uh, with that. So I can imagine that coupled with costumes and everything else that's going on. You got to keep things uh, tight and moving along, which again, uh, hats off to you on that because I I don't deal with stress very well. So <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be very good at, at what you do. Now, I want to talk about the state of fashion these days and just kind of the trends that are going on with a lot of this, you know, I guess body shaming and, and that sort of thing would be sort of a hot topic these days involving with fashion. And you've actually created a line of Lux, which I want to bring in here in just a few minutes. But I want to talk about just your opinion, your thoughts about the fashion industry this day, today, and just kind of all, if that question makes any sense, just sort of, you know, what do you think? What are some of the things that are happening to make it better? And all, I know it's a kind of a loaded question, but uh, feel free to just talk about whatever uh, comes to mind there. Sure. Well, actually, I I I'm in, I enjoy talking about this because um, it is such a stigma, especially out here in Hollywood, to look mm-hmm. perfect, and you can't have a single wrinkle, and you you know your hair can't be out of place, and you can't be bigger than a size two. You know that's how it used to be. Now, I, I just was so blessed to work on a show called American Beauty Star uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. year. And for the first time ever, I got to work with Ashley Graham, who I'm sure everybody listening knows who she is. She is. Oh, yeah. She's the best. She's amazing, right? And not only is she like the sexiest and funniest woman on the planet, but she's also, you know, really making strides for curvy women everywhere. And she doesn't even, I love so much that she's like, yeah, I'm a superstar celebrity host and model. And I'm also a size blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not a size two, four. I'm, you know, embraces it. And to me, working with her this year was so amazing. And the coolest thing was, um, so American Media Star the whole premise of the show, it's a competition show and it's my job. The hair and makeup people, it's basically a competition show for hair and makeup artists. And then it's, if you think about project runway, you flip it to where the hair and makeup artists are competing. And then it's my job to put, help them create these beautiful looks, editorial looks through, you know, head to toe. So I'm in charge of getting them the most beautiful clothing and costumes for them to create their look. Okay. Um, so first day, Ashley comes in and there's, you know, all these models. I think there were 13 contestants. And she said, how many, where are all the curvy models? What, like, where, you don't have any curvy models. So instantly, which this was a stressful moment because they didn't have any clothes for curvy models um, because they were, you know, the models had been cast well in advance. So I would, had been gathering clothes for all these model sizes, you know, size twos and fours. Um Overnight, we got like five amazing curvy models to come in. And yes, that was a very stressful moment for me because all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I need clothes. I don't have clothes. But it's so cool to watch these gorgeous women walking the catwalk who were embracing their curve and embracing who they were. And I was like, this is awesome. This is the frontier. 
of fashion now. Because to be completely honest, like sure in LA and New York, you're going to have a lot of smaller size people. But in America today, people aren't the traditional size. The sample size is not a size zero. It's no, not, size not at all. You know, if you go across America, so women need somebody to relate to. And that's what I'm glad that we're seeing that today. Because back mm -hmm. in the 90s, I mean, even back in like 80s and 90s, there no way you did not see that. So this is kind of cool what's happening today. I think so. And it's all sort of changing. I'm I'm somewhat familiar with fashion, uh, but not 100%. So I appreciate you shedding some light on that and talking about sizes and, and, and all of that sort of thing. What are some good tips or things that people can do uh, when it comes to maybe picking up the clothes that they wear or the style that they wear? They're not comfortable with their body, women or men for that fact. Like, sure, yeah. how, how, how can we sort of approach that in a way that uh, we can feel comfortable and we can feel safe, so to speak, about the things that we're wearing. So I think, and this will go, this will also pertain to Vert Lux, but I think one of the most important things is forget about fast fashion, forget about trends, focus on a cap, creating a capsule wardrobe for yourself that's of like five to 10 good pieces that you know, that are high quality, good pieces that fit you, make you feel amazing and rock those. You don't need 10, 15 pairs of jeans. Get one or two that make you feel amazing, that like help you to make, feel great and just rock those. Nobody needs, you know, five red t-shirts. Nobody needs 20 <laughs> cheap dresses. Get a couple that feel really good on you and then just rotate those. You can add accessories, you can take away, change your shoes, and all of a sudden you have a different look for the day or change your hair for guys, throw on a blazer, take off a blazer. Really just a capsule collection will save you money, help the environment, and also make you feel great. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you mentioned Vertlux. Let's go ahead and talk about that. This is a brand new passion project for you and something that is pretty cool. How did this all start for you? What made you decide to do this? Like, let's, let's, let's talk about that specifically. Sure. So I'm so excited about Vertlux. It's literally like, as soon as I get off the phone with you today, I'm going to my pop-up with all my brands for the whole weekend. I'm super excited about it. Um, but Vertlux came to be because in addition to being um, very involved in theater arts, I also am a huge environmentalist and was very involved in the environment from a very young age, like since I was probably 14, 15 years old. I minored in environmental studies uh, in college. So that's how important it is to me. And, you know, when I really got into the film and TV industry or, you know, entertainment and fashion industry, I was seeing so many bad effects, um, not just of fast fashion and, and what's happening in the fashion industry today, but also the entertainment industry. You know, there's just so much waste from, you know, throwing away all the food at the end of lunch and paper, paper waste and just everything. And I thought, I can't continue on doing this business 
if I'm not going to do something to help change it. And so it really, really hit home. I got engaged to be married and uh, I was actually in Australia working on a movie, but I wanted to get married in my hometown in Pennsylvania and have an eco-conscious wedding. And trying to find the resources for eco-ethical, sustainable, you know, wedding gowns, caterers, flowers, while working in Australia, trying to plan in Pennsylvania. It was so hard. And I spent hours on the internet researching, you know, who's doing ethical rings and who's doing this and who's doing that. And, and it was like a light bulb came off in my, came to me in my head. And I thought, why not create a place for people to go who want to live an eco-conscious, ethical, sustainable lifestyle, but also find beautiful clothing, beauty, home goods, um, have this place for them, this one kind of stop shop. Like, hey, I want to buy a new bathing suit. Where do I go? Oh, go to Vert Lux. They have all the eco-conscious bathing suit brands. Or, hey, I want to go and find some cool spring makeup line, you know, cool spring makeup, but I want it to be eco-friendly. Go mm-hmm. to Vert Lux. So Vertlux is now, um, you know, now, like you said, it's brand new. So we just launched in February. We now have about 30 brands on the site. My goal is to have over 100 by the end of the year. We're a collective of eco-ethical, sustainable brands and resources and a blog. It's a place for people to go to find information, to find cool tips, and then to shop these amazing brands. And a lot of them are brands that you might not know of because they're not in the major department stores, but they're doing beautiful stuff and amazing things, but they're also helping to save the planet and not harm the planet. Wow. So this is accessible to everybody then, right? Anybody can just go to your website, check it out, Mm -hmm. make a purchase and go from there. So this is a question that I, I always want to ask people that are in fashion and I've talked to a few people, but I always forget to ask it. So you're the lucky winner uh, for this one. <laughs> it's, it's not bad. So when you are designing clothes and you are putting things together, how do you pick your models? How do you go about that? Uh, I, I, well, with costume design, the actors are cast. Yeah, so well, we I'm just, talking, yeah, more specifically, like, your website, like, looking at your website. Oh, like, let's oh, talk, okay. I'm talking, yeah, sorry, I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> I well, the actors, yeah, like, Russell Crowe, but I'm saying, as far as, like, your website, Vertlux, I'm looking at it right now, and there's these people on there, and they're wearing these things. How, how much involvement do you have in that? How do you decide who to pick? Like, I, I, I'm very curious about that. Well, a lot on Vert Lux because we're partnering with brands. We use the the images from their okay their photo shoots. So, but I am proud to say that a lot of my brands embrace multiculturalism. Mm-hmm. They embrace you know body positivity. So, for instance, if you go to Sage Laroc, her brand new bathing suit line, those models are healthy. They're fit. They're not starving skinny, you know, anorexic looking women, they have curves. They're, you know, they might not have a six pack, but they're like, they look amazing in these bathing suits or, you know, um, some of my other lines, you know, they really embrace being like the root collective 
it's just normal, normal looking, beautiful people wearing their boots and their shoes. Mm-hmm. So I like to use the the images that they provide me because I'm focusing on their brand and promoting their brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always wanted to ask that because I just wonder, like sometimes, like your website, obviously I, I do, I did notice that it is very multicultural and diverse, which I think is amazing because it speaks to a lot of different people. You know, so take somebody like myself who is, I I joke, you know, fashionably challenged, but I've kind of, <laughs> I've tried a different things, a few different things. And, but I have a friend and you know, Allie Levine, I think, and she's offered oh, I to, love Allie. Yeah. Yes. So Allie and I have become really good friends lately. Um, I'm actually producing her new podcast, Strip Down, and we've kind of began this relationship, but you know, she's helped me she's offered to help like do closet closet audits and that sort of thing. And um, so I think it's cool what you do. I really think it's fantastic. I want to get your thoughts on these pre boxed clothing programs. I guess you could call them. Uh, There's tons of them where you go onto a website and you put in all your sizes and they send you a box of clothes to wear are you familiar with those? Do you have any thoughts on that? I always like to ask fashion folks um, their thoughts on that, especially if you have a hard time picking out clothes or trying to decide what to wear. Do you have any that you sure. suggest or or whatever? <laughs> well, I I personally don't use them because I am a stylist. Of so, course, you know, yeah. I, it's my job to make sure that I know how to dress myself. Um, but for let you know, not everybody does. You're at, and that's absolutely right. And that's but also not everybody can afford to hire a stylist. I mean, out here in LA, you know, people people just pay for stylists to like dress them of course, for things. Yeah. Um, or they hire stylists to come in and like you said, clean their closet, help them to, you know, clean out the things that don't look good on them. But if you don't have that ability and you also are very self-conscious on how to dress yourself, those those box services are great because you put in your sizes, you put in your style. I know like a stitch fix, I think. Yeah, that's the um, one that I use. One yeah. Of them. yeah. And you kind of put in your person. I, I don't know if it's your personality, type, but it's like, what kinds of things do you like to do on the weekends? And where do you like to go? Right. Don't they ask those kinds of things? They or do. They, yeah. They, try to, they do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's great because, you know, for me, if I were going to answer those, it's like, well, on the weekends, I like to ride my bike, go to the beach, do yoga, go to dinner with friends. So right there, it's like workout clothes, maybe a beach outfit and a cover up and, a, and a, an outfit to go out at night. And now all of a sudden you have some new things in your closet that fit your personality, fit your lifestyle, and you're going to feel good in them. So I think they're, I think they're great. Yeah, I just, I joined one for a few months. And the thing that I thought was really cool about it was that it got very specific about body type, you know? So like if you wear a shirt and it's tied in the chest or tied around the tummy or your pants are tight here or loose there, I mean, it was like very specific. Almost, I kind of felt invasive a bit because it was like, wow, do you really need to know this information? But when they sent me what they picked out, everything just fit amazing. It was fantastic. And I think that's cool. But for those that can go out and hire someone like yourself, I think it's awesome. 
or you become friends with a fashion designer like I did. And, uh, uh, you know, they help you for whatever you have a question about, which is kind of fun. So last thing I want to talk about is for anybody who wants to get into this industry, like yourself, whether it's film or television design, what would be some best practices that you could recommend, Laura, for folks who want to do this? So I, I love to, my favorite thing is if you really want to do it, do it, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's anything in your life. So don't be afraid to take the chance because so many times people are like, well, I'd really like to be, you know, I don't know, uh, a musician, but I don't think I'm good enough at it or whatever. Well then get to practicing and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, make some music, try it. Don't just say you can't do it. So the first thing is, if you think you want to try being in this industry, start researching, like reading, read some books, go to classes, take a design class, you know, even community colleges have fashion design classes and merchandising classes and things like that. And then start finding out, okay, well, where are people doing this thing that I want to do? And you, you know, maybe you're going to have to make a move if you live in Alabama and you want to be a fashion designer. I'm sure you can be, but if you want to be a costume designer, you probably have to start at least in, you know, you have to eventually get to one coast or the other. Mm -hmm. But really, it's just believing in yourself. And I know that sounds silly, and I know, but really the power of positive, positive thinking, motivational thinking, and then putting, doing the work, you know, finding out who's, where you can get jobs like even joining like indeed.com they're they're always you know like hiring adjunct theater professor or whatever i mean it's just how i guess i'm starting to ramble but no no i love it it's fantastic yeah like just believe in yourself and say okay well i want to do this so now how do i do it Mm -hmm. and research reading taking classes Maybe you have one friend that's in the entertainment industry and that's the only person you know, and they might not even be in your, what you ought to be doing. Well, reach out to them and say, Hey, you know, I would love to get, get onto a, get, get into a show. How, how do I do it? They'll help you out. Or, you know, just find out like if there's something local in your area, let's say some local fashion designer is doing a, like a a pop-up or a showroom go talk to them don't be afraid to talk to them and say hey i'm looking to get some work could i maybe i'm looking to learn how to do this maybe i could intern with you i did so many free internships i can't even tell you Mm -hmm. and so many like free jobs just to like work my way up and you know or very low paid jobs to work my way up you got to be able to do willing to do that you know be be an apprentice that learn from somebody who's really doing it. And I think that's the best advice I could give. I think that advice is, is the best if it's the top, because you have to bring value to somebody and you have to be able to offer something where they need help out of the hundreds and hundreds of, whether it be celebrities or entrepreneurs or influencers or whoever's, that is always the same piece of advice that seems like to be a golden thread that goes through everything is just bringing value. If you have to work for free, work for free. If you want to work for, I don't know, 
so-and-so will find the next so-and-so that's going to be the big so-and-so one day and just gain as much experience as possible. So I don't think it's rambling at all. I think it's, it's very sound advice because it's obviously proven well to you, you know, you, you know, it's another example. You're, you're an overnight success. That's taken 10, 15 plus years <laughs> to get where you are. Exactly. You know, exactly. you weren't, uh, you, weren't uh, you know, dressing Russell Crowe, uh, you know, your first run, you were probably right. getting coffee for, you know, a costume designer <laughs> or running to craft services and grabbing something while they were going through clothing racks or, you know, dealing with an extra like myself uh, <laughs> in the day who complained because his sweater was too tight. And uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, just be happy to be here. Right. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. That's that's the truth. You could be at home. Join, be thankful that you're at the prom. Uh, don't complain because uh, nobody wants right. to dance with you. And and I think that's <laughs> so true. I really appreciate this, Laura. You have been the absolute best. One last <laughs> thing: if people want to learn more about you, or they want to find out how to contact you, or whatever, and again, all this information. Uh, will be in our show notes when it airs. How, how can they can they reach out to you, Laura? Sure. So I have a laurafracon.com website for anybody who wants to learn more about styling and costume design. You can reach out to me through that. Also, VertLux, we have an amazing platform that we're building. It's www.verte.luxe. Dot com. It means green luxury in French. And uh, we also have, I've, you know, I've got my Instagram at Laura Fracon, which is, you know, for uh, obviously personal and costuming. And then at Vert Lux Life, V-E-R-T-E-L-U-X-E Life. Um, would love to, you know, hear from you. I love having people message me. If you've got a brand that you want to, you know, on Vert Lux, reach out to me. If you're wanting to learn more about costume and fashion, reach out to me. I, I love to help. Fantastic. Well, there you have it. We have solved all the problems in the world of fashion design <laughs> and uh, everything you ever wanted to know in 45 minutes. Thank you, Laura, for being here today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Brett. This was great. It was such a nice Saturday chat. Thanks. Thanks for choosing to join in to this week's episode. Be sure to follow the show on social media, Brett's Open Mic, on all platforms, and to subscribe to the show on your player of choice, which is absolutely free. Finally, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Every little bit helps. Until next time, cheers! Cheers!